What is going on, everyone? It is Thursday night, 6 p.m. Central. You know what that means. It's time for another ranking show. Hope everyone that has joined us had a great Thanksgiving holiday with their families. And tonight we have got four wheel drive trucks, and we are joined by Mr. Mick Broughton, driver of the Shock Treatment. Beautiful, beautiful truck out of Michigan. How are you doing, Mr. Mick? Good, good, good. How are you guys doing? Thank you. Great. Doing good. Yep. So we were kind of talking before the show. I know your truck. It's one of the most beautiful trucks, I would argue, out of the whole four-wheel drive class. And I only get to see you run a couple of times a year, but just kind of take us through uh, what started out to be your season and what happened. Um, well, coming off winning, you know, the Region 2, the 2021 Region 2 points, and then going to the Enderly, going to Louisville, and then uh, it all kind of went south from there. We um, – we worked, uh, you know, the guys at GNK Motorsports and Dave Visner worked really hard over the off season. We picked up power, picked up torque, and uh, two hooks in. We had uh, really don't know what happened. A rod, you know, a, a brand new rod broke with uh, two runs on it, and uh, from there, we sat out until I got a call from Galen Young and Dave Visner with a new prototype engine that they wanted us to run at Bowling Green and. We ran it there in Wauseon, and that was the end of our season. Mick, I'm going to give you the the softball of softballs tonight. Why does your truck look so good? Well, you know, we we, you know, I, I guess this is a good place to clear the air. You know, we we own our own wrap company called Race Wraps. Um, we weren't the only ones that had a hand in that. Now. Motor City Wraps did some of that as well. Um, but, you know, that's uh, about it. You know, I mean, we uh, we do our own stuff. They've done a few few uh, vehicles so far that I've seen, and they all came out really, really sweet. Um, they're in the apparel business as well. And, you know, crew shirts, they did them for me this for, for this past year, and, and uh, Mick's going to do them again for me in 23. So. Yeah, we wrapped um, Ike Zering's truck, Dwayne Bounds' truck, those two, uh, Shepherds, Playtime Motorsports, two-wheel drive. We did some work with them. Um, so, it, you know, it's, it's been a really good good start so far. Yeah. All those trucks look absolutely awesome. Well, guys, we're here to rank the top ten in the nation. You guys ready to get into it? I am. I don't know if one of you guys prepared the thing. I did. If if you didn't, I didn't. Okay, I got it. Nope. I got you. Who's gonna be leading us off tonight? Actually, you know what? Uh, well, if you, I switched up the order tonight. I did. Uh, you first, Shane, then Wyatt, then myself. But um, before I throw it up there, we can do our uh, honorable mentions. All right, Wyatt, you want to go ahead and kick us off with honorable mentions, Bob? Uh, to find an honorable mention for a full drive is really, really hard. I mean, you have a lot, a lot of team trucks. So I basically, my honorable mentions are just teams that didn't quite make my list. Um, first off was the Davis trucks, Peyton Davis and family. Uh, they didn't get out a bunch, but when they got around, they were really tough. The one in Benson, um, had a really good showing in Bowling Green, but past NCPA Grand National Champions are always tough. Uh, the Skeltons, they had a couple outlaw wins. Um, it's always a good two truck team. And then the Corsa family from Georgia, they had a grand national win this year. Still trying to figure out in the new truck, but they're 
they're up and coming. Yeah, copy and paste all of those for me too, Wyatt, as you said. Davis team, really miss seeing them out on the circuit this year, honestly. Don't hate any of those. Um, for me, I had uh, Mark Mangan in there with the Outlaw, one win on GM Tour. Uh, Mike O'Connor out of Region 3, the Nasty Boys truck, did pretty well. Um, the, the Thornton's second truck, the backdraft uh, out of the Outlaws, a uh, win or two for those guys out there. Charlie Miller, Foxy Lady, also out of the Outlaws with some wins on the year. Gary Varner, fast break out of the Champions Tour. And the other two Zaring trucks uh, for Ike and Isaac uh, factored in as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd have to agree with all those. You know, even um, O'Connor's other truck, the, what is it, a bad habit or whatever, you know, that, that yep. they had some wins too as well. Yeah. yeah. All of those trucks are absolutely awesome running trucks. Well, with the honorable mentions out of the way, let's jump into number 10. All right, let me throw this up there and we'll get her going. Here we go. All right, my number 10, I have the Thunderstruck truck. He had four outlaw wins, and he is undercubed running with the outlaw guys. Uh, for my number 10, I went with one of uh, Charles's honorable mentions. I went with the Foxy Lady truck out of the outlaws. Uh, multiple outlaw wins. He didn't make the entire circuit, but he was pretty dominant when he showed up. Uh, for me at number 10, I went to back to the regional well. I came up with the, the Suki's team and totally geared. Um, they didn't – they had three wins on the Region 3 circuit, and then they mixed it up with Outlaws and the Grand National and, and factored pretty well everywhere they went. So I, I was pretty pleased to, to see what they did by not really chasing a tour and, and going everywhere. All right, number nine for me was Foxy Lady with three wins on the Outlaw Tour. Like you guys said, he didn't run the full tour, but whenever he showed up, he was dominant. Also, for 2022, he had the invite to Farm Machinery Show. How much do you guys, Shane and Wyatt, do you see of the Outlaw trucks? I get, you know, if, if somebody shows up at Rockwell, I get to see them. But, like, Mick and I, we don't really get to see those guys too much out here. I don't get to see them hardly at all because the four-wheel drive class that we run on Mid-South is a little bit different compared to this. And the only time I see four-wheel drives is in Chapel Hill, Tennessee, or in Bowling Green, Ohio, whenever I'm there. Gotcha. Um, I usually get to see them up in Rockwell. I know the Christiansons usually like to cross over and, and jump in Rockwell with Red Hot and Nut, and nut and Honey. But other than that, um, most of those guys, they stay on the outlaw side because of the uh, the difference in rules. But um, hopefully this next year I get to see a few more, see uh, what they have to offer. Yeah, I see you grinning. I'm going to put it up there too. Yeah, that's my neighbors that live upstairs. I made the mistake and told them I was doing the show tonight. They were asking about the other day, like, hey, what's this thing that you do? I'm like, I'll show you. Yep. Uh, for my number nine, I'm going to go with Shane's number 10. I got the Thunderstruck truck. I get to see that that one a lot, Jamie Bush. He crosses over an outlaw that runs a bunch of NTPA also. But when he wins on both associations, he's always he's always been really tough. He's won Rockwell before his hometown and always a stout truck. Nick, I swear none of us talked to each other before this about what we're going to do. <laughs> no, not at all. What Wyatt said. Yeah, I think Jamie Bush is probably one of the most under underrated trucks on the on the, you know in the country. 
And he was he was another one like Suki's where he just he popped up all over the place and, and factored well when he was there. Mm-hmm. Jamie's always a contender. That is for sure. Going into number eight, I picked up uh, Temporary Sanity. He had three regional wins on the Region 2 circuit, and he was a Region 2 winner for that reason. Um, for my number eight, I went with another outlaw truck, and that's the Thumper. Um, he was outlaw runner-up in points. He had a, multiple wins um, against the outlaw competition, but um, not quite getting the championship. But number eight's where I got him at. For my number eight, I went to the Champions Tour and came up with Steve Clem and the Radical. A uh, couple of wins for him on, on the tour out of 12 starts. Um, pretty good showing. All right, number seven for me, I had Risky Business from the Outlaws again. Five wins on the Outlaw Tour for the whole season and ran really strong from what I saw. Uh, that's what I've, I – Oh, pardon me. Sorry. I've got a radical at my number seven uh, for the same reason Charles had. Two wins, six top fives. Number seven, that's where I stuck in the thumper truck. Um, again, I don't I don't get to see it. I've never seen it run. I'm just solely going off of what I see out of the results. And it seemed like it showed to me that they were good. And, you know, two trucks for the team. Um multiple wins for both, but uh, this one just seemed to be kind of, in terms of the points, the, the stronger finisher of the two. Yep. My number six, I put Radical there with two wins on the PPL Tour and four, finishing fourth in PPL points. He's also a Kentucky boy, too. You got to show him a little love to him. <laughs> Mick, any of these guys on these lists, Do you have you ever ran against them before um, outside of Region 2? Um, just a foxy lady. Well, LeBron Newell, obviously. Um, Bowling Green and, and such like that. You know, um, radical, all, radical, risky business. Foxy lady, all at um, the fire machinery show. Yep. Is there any difference that they do at the fire machinery show? Or is it or is it just similar? Uh, well, that's a tough one. That I, I went there and got so far away from our normal game that uh, it showed, <laughs> you know, um, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think you really, you know, do a whole lot different other than gearing, you know, and, you know, we just, we got too safe and just should have let it all hang out. Mm -hmm. It's hard to, it's hard to uh, figure that indoors when it's short track and yeah, it, uh, it, and it all happens so fast. I mean, you're, you know, you're kind of there, you know, hurry up and wait. And then next thing you know, it's, it's done and it's over with. And you're like, what happened? Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Definitely. Number six, I went with the risky business, the outlaw champ. Um, yeah. Multiple outlaw wins um, consistent throughout the entire season, but um, consistency and winning that's what gets you a championship. I said the same thing with going with the Claypool team. Um, and they're another, you know, they, they didn't, they, they were, they were sticking to outlaws, but you do see them pop up from time to time, other places. And they, and they fare well when they do um, just a consistent truck. And I, you can't believe what a grind 
it is to go out outlaws in this class. You know, for, for NTPA, they had a dozen hooks, two were rain outs, champions two had a dozen hooks. You go out to outlaws and, and you're you're getting close to 20. So it's yeah. you're definitely grinding out there. And not only that, they had, they broke a crank early in the season and then they were able to get back out. And you know, luckily they had a spare motor, but then they got their, their big motor back and to hold hold off and win. I mean, that's you know, that's that's tough. Mm-hmm. Most yeah. definitely. Starting our top five, I have the foster child of Carmen Foster. She had three wins this year, six top fives, seven top tens, and I believe she finished third in Grand National points. Yep. Yep. I have the same thing for the same reasons. She had a had a quite a little bit of a rough start uh, beginning of the year. Didn't fare well in Toma, but she picked it up right away as it went down to Dodge City, but. You know, past Grand National champion Carmen's always a threat. Yeah, I want to make some people mad with this one. At number five, I've got poor play. Oh, three wins on the region two tour, and had they stuck with it, they probably would have displaced uh, Ron Newell for the championship. But on the on the national tour, one win at Bowling Green, it was a blowout win. They crushed him, (laughs) but. Uh, just didn't see number two in points consistent. I didn't see the the killer instinct I look for in a power ranking where someone's trying to punch your lights out. Yeah, I saw that pass in Bowling Green this year too. It was it was something that crowd came to life whenever they saw the four play truck go out the door. It's just something about a legend status when they do that. It just electrifies the entire crowd. Oh, no doubt. Oh, yeah. they, just, they just seem to bring it for Bowling Green. I mean, it just. I don't, know, I don't know. They just they bring their A game for sure. Yeah. It'd be quite curious to see how many miles they have on that track alone. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's yeah. got to be a lot, but um, yeah. My number four, I have Running Wild from the PPL Tour. He had four wins total for the year and went on three win win streak at one point in the season. And one word describes that, and that's consistency, and that's what it takes to be a top runner. Uh, for my number four, I went with the four-play truck of the Holmans. They uh, had that big win in Bowling Green. They had the BG ring. Uh, they were second place in points, but legend status, they, you can't go against them. Um, they're tough all the time, but always good. The Mick's probably not going to like me for this one, where I'm placing this truck. But uh, it's where I came in with it. I've got Rule 19 here. <laughs> and, yes, he was a GN champion. But the two wins he got were the first two hooks of the season. And then he was just hanging on after that. And and in a power ranking, too, I'm also looking at recency bias. And um, I don't mean any disrespect to Jake Zaring, but that's just some of the metrics I'm looking at for, for doing something like this. And, and right now, if they were to bring him off the trailer, that's where I'd have Rule 19. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's kind of crazy to think they had all three trucks in the top five. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It takes a lot of work to be able to do that. Yep. My number three, I'm probably going to get some flack for this one too, but I put four play at number three. They have one grand national win and seven top fives and nine top tens and the killer, killer pass at Bowling Green. Yeah, it's, it's hard to go against guys like that, but – my number three, I went with uh, Zaring's Rule 19. 
like you said, he had the two wins at the very beginning of the year, but from there on, it was just consistency. But in the power rankings, you you, you got to win. Uh, for number three, for me, that's where I do have Charlie Hines in the, in the running wild truck. As you said, winning his truck on the tour for the Champions Tour side and uh, came up number two in terms of points, but it's hard to argue with wins, you know. All right, my number two is going to be the rule number 19 as well. Two wins, seven top fives, nine top tens. And like you said, those two wins were at the very beginning of the year. And they just fought some demons the rest of the year. Yep. Uh, my number two, uh, the run of wild truck, four wins, eight top fives, second place PPL points. That winning streak he went on, if you go off a of recency bias, that puts him up there. Well, I think I know who everybody's number one is going to wind up being. So I'm going to put it to you guys. Who do you think I put at number two? Well, it depends on if you go off of recency or championships. In the case of the two I've names I've got left on my sheet, counts for both. I don't know. I mean, I mean Mick, you can probably guess that one. I'm drawing a blank. Me too. Well, both names still on my list. One I know one last, of them. I know one. Both yeah. of them won their last event of their respective tour. But for this one, right. foster child. Okay. No, okay. I guess I didn't see that. Yeah. Three wins. Three wins on the year. One that was a, one of those wins was by five feet or better. Quality win at Chapel Hill and number three in points. Yeah. She's making a little home for herself in Chapel Hill. She's She always does really well there. Well, who is number one, Wyatt? I think we could probably guess that just across the board, but when we say Midnight Raider, PPL mm -hmm. champion, three wins on the Champions Tour, and just ran amazing all year long and consistent. And broke two motors. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. And on, on top of that, he took the double at Norwalk and won yeah. the season final at Wheatland. Yeah. Nick, Always you, up. you started uh, – you came up, what, early 1990s when you got your start. You kind of were a contemporary to Rob Foster getting started, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at that point, I mean, Jim Foster was kind of already a, an established – Jim Holman – or I can't think of it. Jim Bosch was already an established name out of, out of Michigan doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of contribute that to some of our successes. You know, you were, we run against Jim Bosch, you know, Holman's Foster, you know, Larry Smith, you know, all them guys every weekend, you know, so it was, it was either, you know, you got to get better or you're going to get left behind. You, know, yeah, you, better, sure. you better learn what makes a four wheel drive work. Yeah. I bet your gears are always turning your head, thinking what you can do better, what, what you can do different. Yeah, we're always, uh, you know, we're working working on some new stuff, and even even right now, you know, and uh, Louisville still hasn't uh, that 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 hasn't left my head. <laughs> that was, uh, you know, that was a big screw up on mine, and and uh, you know, hopefully someday we'll get to come back. You told me more than uh, once. That's one you wish you could have back. Yeah, yeah, that was a. Uh, I think you need to really go there twice to take it all in your first time there, you know, you're kind of just taking it in and, and then 
you know, if, if you happen to do well, great. But, you know, I think you really need to go back in order to to really concentrate on, on winning. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Also, you guys, an honorable mention I just thought of sitting here was Yankee Blue. He came back at Bowling Green. Now, I don't know how much he's going to run since, but he'll be back to his full strength, I'm sure. Soon. Beautiful truck. I, I miss Scott being out there, but I think he's having too much fun with the roundy round cars. Yeah. Really. yeah and there was talk on some of that thumb stuff that there's that mod class now that he might dabble in that some, but I, I really don't know. Yeah. Well, he could do either. He could still do it either way because he's still got the super stock, also. Right, right. Oh wow, most definitely. He's an interesting place. If you ever visit the road to nowhere in the Thumb of Michigan, you got to stop at Scott's Quick Stop. You can get ice cream. Yeah, you can get yourself (laughs) some ice cream, some diesel fuel, your firearms, and you'll be ready to go. Yeah. Mr. Tim Weldon. Thank you. Yeah, you know, that, earlier that went back when he had the, the 80 square body. Yeah, I kind of kind of missed the look of that one too. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's plain, clean, and a kick the ass. Yep. Absolutely. So Nick, are you going back to the Hemi then for for 23? Yeah, yep. You know, I I, I really that motor we ran at Bowling Green, that V, that Dave Visner motor, it, it uh, you know, it, it's stout. I mean, I didn't, I didn't want to give it back. Um, it, it, <laughs> it, has looked, it looked really, good. It just looked wrong in a Mopar. <laughs> right, right. Kind of get used to seeing the spark plugs on top. You know, that's the way a Dodge is supposed to be. You know, um, but. It, it, it that that wedge motor, that new wedge motor, really has a broad torque band. I mean, it's it's incredible, but yeah, we're we're gonna go back to the Hemi and 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 run that. You know, that's that's actually a Visner head too, but it's it's a little bit older. Do I dare, do I dare show them? <laughs> do it. I mean, we got time. We can do it. We got plenty of time. Um, I don't know this. I, it sat there and and he looked at it with me, but I don't know. I don't know if he's used to seeing this look like this. Wrong place, the wrong time. <laughs> I just, yeah, spark plugs underneath. Yep. I tell um, you, it was it was different. You know, doing maintenance, having to pull the spark plugs out. Out. You know, it was it was just different. I didn't really have it down yet how to how to get them out efficiently. Yeah. What does your maintenance kind of look like after a run at, say, a two-day show to get ready to go for the next one? Well, I mean, we do it after every show. I mean, I think that's really key at this level is maintenance. Um, you know, we, we obviously we look at the filter, go through valves, um, check fuel, you know, obviously you got to put fuel in it, but it, the tire maintenance is a big thing of ours. I mean, when we run the won the Region Two Points title, we were doing tires every pull. I, I, I did them every single pull. So you guys kind of resharpen them on your own, then? Yeah, you know, 
Yep. This year I ran some um, in Bowling Green and Wauseon. I had a, a set cut by Justin Grace. Okay. Um, you know, he's, he does a lot of tire sharpening for the guys. And, you know, I, I contribute some of the success to that as well. I mean, you know, we were able to lean on it and, and get hooked up. Yeah, Randy Kleikamp's name coming up. When was have you been up to his place, Mick, at all? Yeah, I, we were we were up there, um, not last year, but the year before for that that poll that they put on up there. That that's right. Um, in Spall or in Powers, Michigan, just a just a little, you know, it's a brush poll, but they that's a Lions Club. They work hard, and that was the year of twenty twenty, and man, it was a packed house. <laughs> Yeah, I bet it was. I remember seeing some pictures. Fosters went up with you, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, the old old yellow truck. Last I knew, it was rusting next to the building. Yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't see it up there. Hmm. I don't know. It was just the body, or the basically what was left of the frame too. I think it was just the body because I think the frame got sold. Gotcha. Hmm. This comment right here, um, Mick, not something that you necessarily break the most, but what is it that you mainly check the most? Is, say you have a problem with it or something that you just um, are a little bit skeptical about when it comes to performance of an engine or anything else, like a component you have. And the motor itself is just, you know, bearings and valve lash, you know. Clutch maintenance, we do clutch maintenance every every run, no matter what. Do you see any How problems? Go ahead. Do, you, do you see any problems with the uh, drive shaft? Do you have to like um, look at anything serious on that, or is that just? No, we don't. You know, I we don't seem to have that sort of issue. I mean, uh, we we built the truck, and you know, and take all that in consideration, and and uh, you know, use good components. We just haven't had any issues. I, I followed you when you when you first got what the truck started as. I figured you know you're going to put your personal spin on it, rebody it, and next thing I know, you had that thing completely cut apart and basically started over. Yeah, you know we we built the truck in 2020 and basically bought a a chassis from Brad Hunter and a motor from Brad Hunter. Went to Virginia and uh hooked twice there we didn't we had too too big a gear in it we actually forgot every other gear at home and just didn't have nothing to switch out but when we got home i was uh i you know i said well we uh it's either we're gonna go one way or another and we set out to build a grand national caliber truck and went to wasion that june and had a good hook there and it just it was just a storybook season from there when we to take it back to what you asked about cutting the truck apart we use i used the two the two frame rails and the front axle and the rest was brand new yep oh wow including you know we had help from fosters you know they they sold us a, a great piece a great motor makes makes incredible horsepower and uh, 
you know, we were able to, everything just came together. It just worked. The truck hooked. And uh, I, you know, that was my first real full year back and put my butt to the seat and it was like I never, never quit. Something I've been curious about because I've, I've actually never asked you or any any four-wheel drive truck puller with the NA Motors. I know the blower guys do pay a lot of attention in in the in the minutes and the hours, so to speak, leading into the time that they got to hook to to what the air's like. What's the air density, altitude, and and how are we going to set up the fuel system? And and they've got a supercharger where they can create a bit of their own atmosphere. What's it like for you to have to go through that process? Well, we don't. We don't do a whole lot. Um, you know, we, we do change. We do keep an eye on air density and, and humidity and, and temperature. But, you know, now, since I've gotten with uh, G&K, I just, I call Galen. <laughs> I give him the numbers and I say, what what do I do? You know, let, let's, what do we do with, you know, what are we going to do? Are we going to turn it hard? What, you know, and uh, his answer is pretty usually just, uh, you know, leave it alone and, and let her eat. Yeah. So Not I'm curious. surprising coming from Galen. And that's as a concept, that's the, the idea of a remote tuner has been prevalent in drag racing. You yourself have a little bit of experience going down the drag strip as well. And maybe that's going to be a little bit of the wave of the future for, for the sport of pulling too. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it, um, you know, drag racing actually gave me a better concept of how a chassis works especially the, with shocks. And that's a big deal in four-wheel drive. It, it, trying to, you want that front end to have, have some give to it, but you also don't want it to go into a chatter. Yeah. Or the, the other way, which is it, it'll, it'll leap. Yeah. It, you're going it, to it, like it's pretty ugly. Mouse. Yep. Yep. What was the inspiration behind the wrap that's on the truck? Well, it that kind of, if you look at the old shock treatment, the first shock treatment, it looks similar to that. Um, but we just wanted something different where it, it looked like it was sitting, you know, sitting in a field somewhere. You're going to be in at the 1969 Dodge, um, you know, just give it that weathered and rusted look and, and we really weren't too sure about it at first. I mean, when we first started the build, I think it was January of 2021 where I, I talked to GTS and I wanted a newer Dodge body. And he said, well, I don't, I don't, I don't make nothing and I don't plan on making anything anytime soon. And I, you know, I said, well, okay. And uh, we hung up the phone and he immediately called me back. And he said, I just took this 1969 Dodge out of the out of the mold. What do you think? And I just I said, send it. Just, you know, so we sent it. And the more we got working on it, the more we're like, this is gonna be really good. Yeah. It's one of the coolest looking full drives I've ever seen, honestly. So yeah, we got people, a question. People love, people love it. I appreciate the compliments. Yeah have a comment from someone says what's your favorite place to pull at during the season uh, it's got to be bowling green i mean bowling green bowling green you know what do you look for in in a track um 
when you go up to do your game plan. Um, I, I watch the Holmans. <laughs> get people not a bad answer at all. <laughs> that, no, but but you know, I I, I really you know you kind of take your own thing. Um, you know, my wife's pretty good at reading the track. That's that's you know that 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 picture right there is literally like two streets over. Yeah, that's that's our that's the hometown fair, fair, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. Armada Fairgrounds. Um, but you know, I we do our own thing, and we kind of watch the body language of you know other pullers. Like probably not a good thing to let that out, but you know, they get so much respect for a lot of these guys. You know, you kind of just watch what they're doing and 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 their demeanor and and stuff like that. You know, and you know, in Bowling Green, I. I was scared to run that side of the track. I didn't. I didn't think it was that good. But well, Holman's proved us wrong. Hey, Mick. I came late. Sorry, hey, mortgages took more time today than I thought. I'm glad to have you on. Any friend of Charles is a friend of mine. How about that? So, thank you. Hey. So last night I did. Um, I've been doing a West Coast show with like uh, the West Coast guys, and we had uh, Denny Tucker on last night with Abracadabra. How? And I don't know you as well as Charles does. How far do you go back, like with being like a fan of the four by four truck class? Like, what year did it start for you, bud? Nineteen, I believe it was nineteen. Oh, probably like 80, 88. Okay. We were at the Armada Fair. My dad took us there, and he said, and and, and would, that's when Don Grant had a Dodge with a Hemi in it. And um, we, he looked at me. He says, "What do you, what do you think? You want to build one?" And I'm like, "Okay." So we pulled stock for a couple years, and then uh, what they had limited modified at the time. And uh, from there, we we purchased the shock treatment. Awesome. Yeah, Denny was. I didn't realize. So I guess California was like the like Quelo and all those guys back in the eighties. But uh, I had Denny last night on last night. He actually would hang his head out the side of the truck with his helmet on to watch that yep. left line as he would shoot down the side of the line. And he actually got DQ'd at Oakland at the Oakland Coliseum for doing that. And then they did a thing I learned last night from, they actually had two sleds, one sled from home plate to first base. And then from first base to second base. And they added the two together. Charles, you want to talk about something cool. That would be I watched that video the other night, I think on YouTube. Okay. Actually. Yeah, no, I just, um pulling in the past there's a lot of good facebook groups out there and stuff like that so that's a is that the um is that tim whiten's picture charles that start? is yeah we gotta ask we gotta ask a lot yeah mickey get a dollar if you know where that was what year so uh, I, I don't know <laughs> no that's what makes it fun but no, I just it was fun to see the history of the four by four mod truck class out west, especially. And he talked about in the eighties coming or in the two thousands coming back with Quail and competing at Fort Wayne, Indiana, um, at yeah. the ATPA pool there at the Coliseum. So it's kind of fun. So that right there, I think, would be Fremont. Is that original Fremont or is that Hudsonville? That could be Hudsonville too. Well, there's no smoke coming out of it, so it's not Fremont because we grenaded an engine there. <laughs> <laughs> you know we we tried the dodge hemi thing for a while and it was it just didn't physics did not allow 
what you needed to do in a, in a naturally a big cubic inch naturally aspirated uh, configuration. Did you ever mess around with any of the, the sea head hemis? Nope. Nope. Back you know back then those were kind of hard to get in the in the in the the um, we had a deal with an indie cylinder head at that time, so that was you know that was our our deal. Did you work together much with? And I'm drawing a blank right now. The fella out of Illinois, I believe, had a Dakota body truck. Was a contemporary of yours, oh, in, Todd Gross. Uh, yeah, Todd Gross. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we, we didn't work necessarily with him, but you know, he was a uh, you know back then there wasn't a lot of Dodges, so he was our you know our teammate, so to speak. Gotcha. Todd's drag racing now too. He was the one I thought of with the Seahead Hemi thing because he had one for sale here. Out of a couple yep. Months ago. Yep. When we were when we were with Indy, we I actually spoke to Dan Coelho quite a bit because he had some of the same stuff that we had, and. Uh, so we were we were trying to figure it out. Yeah, got another question from Moose there. No, sir. How many times have you been to the Farm Machinery Show? Or was last one time, time. Was first time? Okay, yeah, that was our that was our first time. Yeah. Hmm. Got another question up here. I'm, I think I know the answer to this, but who is somebody you feel like you have to uh, get around when it comes to going to the poll? <sighs> My stepdad, Jake Zering. Because that guy, I tell you what, and and he says he don't. He only picks on me because he likes me, but he is. He will get in your head. He'll he'll beat you off the track before before he beats you on the track. Yeah, that's half the battle. Charles, who else would do that? <laughs> uh, lots of guys will do that. Um, <laughs> there, oh. there, there was a guy who passed away. He only really ever pulled. You you'll remember uh, Morris Stein, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was asked. You know, he that time in the early two thousands, he was definitely in the seventies, if not older than that, and. Um, people would ask him, uh, why don't you write a book about pulling with all that you've all you know? And he would just kind of wink and grin and say, Them boys will figure it out. He had you beat before you even came off the train, mm -hmm. you know. And, and another guy, too, Charles, and you know who, who, who I'm probably going to talk about from local here is that's helped me out quite a bit is Roland Shuttle. Yeah. A lot absolutely. of guys, you know, he's kind of gone by, you know, they people forgot about him, but you know, Roland taught me quite a bit about everything that I know about a four-wheel drive. Yeah, he he's put a lot of energy and and chassis development, engine parts into guys in this area particularly. He was back actually this year with the Thumb. He I think he ran the full tour and I don't I don't exactly know how he how he finished with the Red Ripper, but he did really good. Yeah. Yeah, but I seen Ike asked a question on there. What are what are my plans for the 2023 season for Ike to finish behind me? Oh, <laughs> call 
first and we're already starting this before the season. Yeah, me, me and me and I go back. You know, we had a really, really fun 2021 season going back and forth. You know, it, it was on the region two circuit. It was a lot, a lot of fun. He, you know, I got him on the region two, but he really put it to me in the Enderly or yeah, the Enderly. As good a puller as this guy is, he's pretty good at something else too. Hey oh wow. Yeah, I did I did fishing for tournament fishing for quite a while, had some success with that. And all of a sudden I see many people following Mick to the lake, Charles. <laughs> That's a small one. There's no weights involved in that, right? Yeah, you're not like that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't get yeah. him started on that. Yeah, that was uh <laughs> You know, I actually, I actually competed against them guys at, at times, but you know, oh, wow. it, uh, it, it uh, I had heard rumors over the off season, you know, while we were busy and uh, about some things that had happened and then it all came to head, you know, and it's a shame. It's a, it's a definitely a black eye to tournament walleye fishing. So let me ask you this, just, off the pulling subject how in the world did they get away with it for so long i don't know you know i really i really don't know because there was evidence at the first time that they well it, it, the the one fish that they had caught in 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 one both tournaments which ended up being i i think it was well over a hundred thousand dollars hundred fifty thousand was you know you look at the fish and it and it, it just didn't compute and then that spring, they did it again, and there was evidence, and just nothing ever happened. Wow. How often do you have time to do that, or do you not really have time to do that? We don't have time anymore since we started Racer Apps. Um, we just we don't have time. We actually just made a decision over this past weekend to sell the boat and pursue some other things um you know my wife wants to drive um so uh -oh. yeah yeah so uh you know are we, we getting into the second truck coming um uh, maybe someday you know maybe someday not not right this minute but maybe someday that'd be cool if it looks anything like the one you have now i would I'm all for that. Actually, we're, you know, once we find out from Louisville, you know, what's going on, um, one, if that there's, you're probably going to see a different look to the truck come, come this spring. It'll be somewhat the same, but I, I think it's going to be even better. Oh, wow. All right. A little teaser for things to come before the season. Never stop improving. No, no. Is that that white smoke coming out of there, Mick, like uh, Charles brought up on the video on Monday night with Brent Long? <laughs> <laughs> nah, he doesn't have any turbos to worry about. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, fair enough. But you, that's it's a cold-ass morning. That's why it's doing it. Oh, it was it was cold. It was see a little ice on the ground there a little patchy yeah that was right before we left for louisville yeah I didn't so want to, how I didn't was want your to sound on 
How was your overall experience at the farm show going there for your first time and taking in the atmosphere and everything else? We loved it. I mean, it was tough at first. You know, it was a lot of, you know, you just taking it all in and, you know, what's going on, you know, you know, what do we do? How do we, you know, we don't, you don't want to be that guy that holds this up or holds that up. And, uh, you know, you, like I said, you go through driver introduction and then next thing you know, you're sitting in the truck, you're starting it and, and it's over. Yeah. And we're, you know, then you're on your way home and like, you know, what, what happened? Yeah. I always Vic, like to get your favorite. Vic, what's your favorite pulling t-shirt? It doesn't have to be your own truck. Favorite pulling t-shirt of all time that you own. Hmm. Probably back in the day, there was a there. You know, NTPA did some shirts of of shock treatment that way back. Um, I guess that one just kind of, you know, just holds some, you know, a spot close, you know, in our heart. It was just such an honor. Was the first gen truck also called shock treatment? The, the first one you had in NTPA, yes. Where did the idea of the name come from, by by the way? Uh, you know, my my dad come up with it as you know, just <clears throat> you know, kind of like the back then there, you know, there was no Dodges, not even no Dodge bodies machine, and you know, and it was kind of like, you know, uh, it's gonna be a shock, you know, if you get what we want, or you know. Do you remember at night, this is going back like 2000, 2001 time frame. There was a night at Celine down there at the fair. You won, and you must have done something in, in your setup because you were the only guy to go all the way down the track. Everybody else did the whole, like, ping Everybody, pong. Yeah. That was that chassis. That I, I talked to a guy recently out of North Carolina that pulled a game. He, you know, I was talking to him and he says, Oh, you're, you, you sold that truck to Lynn white. He said, man, that thing give us fits for, you know, until it, until he retired it. But that was that back half aluminum chassis that we built from about the driver's seat back. It was, it was all aluminum. Interesting. And the, you know, the first, I think we took it to, Oh, I think it was back then it was Urbana, Ohio. It wasn't where the Enderly was at that time. And Don Grant walked up to it and he looked at me and he said, it's going to break. And he walked away. <laughs> I said, you know, and then we, as I was getting ready to get in the truck and, you know, go down the track and I don't think it would hold up to today's horsepower and, and, and torque, but, you know, um, it was a good good deal. You got to have some flex in a truck. We got to we got to promote your business a little bit, Mick. That was a that's a thirty six foot boat that we wrapped not too yeah. long. Ago. Charles, was that yours? Uh, no, definitely not. Yours would be bigger. Mine would be bigger. There, that's yours, Charles, right there. That that's that the boat that we wrapped. Okay. Is this is this at the race wrap shop? No, that's not our shop, unfortunately. I wish. Um we had to borrow a buddy shop to fit that thing in there. That's awesome. 
man, those look awesome. I seen a comment on there that said uh, asked what kind of trucks do you do besides you know performance vehicles? As far as wrapping, yeah. Um, we'll we'll do anything. You know, we'll 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 wrap anything, but our our most of our stuff so far has been motorsports related and boats because of my fishing background. Uh, my favorite essential oil is chloroform. I love it. <laughs> Jason picked the right time to walk away from his screen, and I have no control over that. That's on his computer. I literally can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's you know, there's there's some other ones. My wife's pretty uh, she's pretty creative with that stuff. Wow! Wow! If if her and Jake Zaring get talking, it gets it gets a little bit worse. <laughs> Uh, something for the camera. Yeah, her, her, and, her and Jake have a pretty special relationship. Jason, look at what you froze it on. Oh, you got to go back and read those. <laughs> He's my, my doorbell just rang and my dog's freaking out, so I muted myself. Sorry, guys. So. No, it's all good. You, you got up to deal with that. It, it left it frozen on this. We were just laughing at the shirts. It's actually kind of funny. <laughs> well, Mick, I mean, you're nice enough to come on the show with us. We got to promote your business a little bit. Buddy. I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it. We're, you know, we're, um, we're, we do that in between, you know, the, the racing crew style jerseys, you know, there's some renegade stuff and, All the all the jerseys are made in house, all the all the printing and, and and sewing and all that good stuff. So you're doing all the crew shirts like this? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, then I need to talk with you. We got to figure out what we're going to do next week because we're running out of time. We got to, unfortunately, Jason and I have to bugger off to a TPC meeting again after this. Yeah. Yeah, guys, get in those comments. Let us know what class we're going to do next week. There is a good question for you, Mick. Uh, what's your favorite class other than your own? On a, on a good day, you know, when a, when, a, when a mini goes down the track straight, and you know the the wheels just hanging in the air. I'd love to get in a mini, but when it goes bad, I don't man. I don't think my back could take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm unfortunately too tall to ever be able to do that. So, kind of knocks me out too. Nah, I don't know about that. Yeah, six four, my feet would be on top of the blower. We'll, fi we'll figure out a way. There's always a way for something. <laughs> on top of the blower. No. Just have your knees up right to your chin. That's all. I've I've tried sitting in one of the econ minis that we have run around mid south. That's a newer class that we have, and yeah, that's that's pretty much where they were. Yeah, I and they, at the Enderley two years ago, I sat in Todd Boltman's, and it's it's pretty impressive. It's they are. And now I think this coming year they don't have to have any 
movable weight going mm. in next year, I don't think. No, they do not. Yeah, that's right. Tyler, you know, Tyler, Tyler gets into his, and I don't you might have an inch or two on him, but he's taller than me. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. He's definitely up there. Yeah. I think I remember us at Adam Bowers whenever I was like, oh, I want to say 13, 14. And even then my knees were kind of bending a little bit. So yeah, maybe Tyler's maybe a setup like that. I don't like that question right there. Mick, what's the furthest west you've oh, gone? Um, Ohio. It was in Ohio, Region 2 event. I think it was a Region 2 event. Um, it wasn't Mount Vernon. It was Mount Vernon. Sled broke. Weight went down. I ended up pretty far out there. I don't even know what it was, but it was it was a nice, fast run, and Ended up three hooks that that night. You hooked three times, or yeah, we hooked three times with a with a that and a sled reset, and, and then another reset after that. Back then, I mean, back then, you know, we you know you didn't, you didn't make the power that you made, and and things were different. You know, pull offs were no big deal. Wow, you know, the motors cost so much. It, you, you just hate to see that pull off. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, I think it's kind of been decided for us what we're going to be doing next week, fellas. Did I miss it? What was it? I see two-wheel drive trucks, and that's about that's it. The, that's the only comment I see. We, we all... haven't done with it, done it. And when it comes to, you know, at least top-level classes, they're, they're dwindling for our options anyway. So that's as good a time as any. We've been <laughs> avoiding the ones with mass amounts of numbers. <laughs> I think I'm just. I think I'm gonna start on that tomorrow because I've gotta go through a bunch. Yeah. I might need Brent's list for that. 250 names are on it. Yeah, I, I think the earlier Ike was asking what, what our plans were. I think as far as what he was asking was if we were gonna run regional or grand national, and the plan is still to run grand national this year. That's good. You come back down south, Chapel Hill again this year. Yeah. You might be heading really, really far west, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's definitely out there. I don't remember a gray one, Tim. I remember a red one that pulled with thumb super stock that uh, Bruce and Matt Brown had. There was a gray one. Um, I don't remember the guy's name. He showed up in Emily City one time, I think, and and, and I think it, if you remember that, it was it was it was so cold. I think it was snowing, and the guy, you know, being methanol, he he couldn't get it started or had a hard time starting it. I, I don't even know where that truck went or who yeah, he owned it. I don't remember a gray one. I couldn't. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh. Mr. Cruz Lewis, he said, if you don't mind, I'll like to hear a top 10 of all time. I'm sure we will eventually get to that, but we're trying to get through all of our classes and everything first. And then there's going to be some time coming up here in January, February, where we're probably going to detour off these lists to do some things for the winter pools that are coming up then, I'm sure. The, the all-time top 10 is going to be very subjective. Yeah. Good are one. we going to do that by class or are we going to do that as all together? If we do it all together, 
I already know my top three as I sit here. So me too. And it's probably people with the most championships. Yeah, absolutely. So well, two wheel drive trucks next week or semis. We've got one of each. Let's get two wheel drives out of the way. Okay. I think I can get a guess for that real quick too. Let's, let's get the migraine yeah. done. <laughs> we we've, we've got locks. I mean, Mid South has a bunch of two wheel right. drives. I've got right. TNT. They're those. everywhere. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kind of like oh. the minis. There's just a million of them. Well, yeah. minis are exploding right now. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Mister Mick, a lot forever. Yeah, Mister Mick, we certainly appreciate your time tonight. Oh, thanks um, for having me. Yeah, show some love for Mister Mick and go check out his business. He does wraps on trucks and t-shirts, both. And we will see you guys next week for two wheel drives. Sounds good. Thank you, Mick, and All I'll right. get together with you uh, next week one one day. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Bye, Mr. Mick.